Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I have switched to digital comics and I love it. I was afraid to do it for years. I didn't I didn't want to do it because I liked having the actual comics and I hated like spending money on something that I didn't have a physical copy of. But so many years of lugging around 50, 60, I think at one point 78 boxes. Boxes of comic books every time I moved and I never reread them. Like that's just that's the majority of my brain is comic book stories or book stories. I don't reread anything. I finally made the switch over and Part of it came with um, like their Comixology Unlimited, where you, for a month you can just try it out and read whatever they have in stock. And I started reading the Ghostbusters stuff, and it's so good. It makes me want to play that like 2009 Ghostbusters game. Yeah, that was a good game. Uh, why don't you? I think I'm going to. I've been streaming randomly. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick a game, and this uh, when I play this game, I'm going to stream. Oh, uh, but make sure, guys, don't cross streams. Oh. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, TJ, have you picked a class yet for Friday? Have you picked a playbook? I'm thinking about the hard case. It looks like a lot of the moves are just, like, pretty badass. Like, for instance, it has a move called Finish Him, wherein if I attack something and get and it suffers three harm, I get to follow up with another attack. Oh, my God. I saw that. Yeah. That is a wild move. Right. Wow. And then uh, it also has one called Unstoppable, where if you use Luck to uh, get rid of harm instead of just uh, changing your roll around. Not only does it keep you from suffering that harm, but if you have any other harm that's already on your person, it gets rid of that as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, it's so pretty I'm, OP that way, so that's pretty cool. So what you're saying is I should build just just impossible monsters for you to fight. Right. Correct. Okay. So that is for the live stream we're doing this Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to have two new players. We're going to have a new guest, and we're also going to have Tej, who has not yet been in End of Days. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a packed house. There'll be six of us in here, four players, Tass running the game, and me on the ones and twos. <laughs> I will be uh, in the background running the uh, the chat. So come hang out with us uh, and see where the story goes next. Yeah. We've gotten a couple of submissions for like what to call the audience. Here's the front runner. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. The Incredibles. Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. It's, it's solid. Um, so we found out, uh, gosh, just last night if you are in the chicago area on february 9th and 10th uh, at least some of us will be at LodgeCon, which is a gaming convention that they have where people can come in play a bunch of games uh, they have a few panels they have some live shows uh, but it is really a place for people to hang out and play games so we're going to come and we're going to run some monster of the week again that is LodgeCon, and that is february 9th and 10th anybody got anything else snowed <laughs> <laughs> Such a good transition. <laughs> I it didn't even snow like it was supposed to. 
Yeah, they said it was supposed to be like a wintry blizzard. Yeah, like whatever, we were supposed you know? to get like eight to 12 inches, and I think we got an inch and a half. Yeah, it's not very big at all. I hate whenever I'm expecting eight to 12 inches and I only oh, get an inch and a half. Oh, boy. God, is that what I go out on? Is this what we've come <laughs> yeah. to? God, I'm revving, whatever. Grigori stands a little taller and he turns back to you, Tass, and says, Just remember that your friends are alive so that I can hurt them instead of you. There's a lot of people I could hurt instead of you and make you keep going. Now do your job. I'm going to create a device that takes the spin of the earth and turns that into energy for Santa's shield. You need a rare or weird material, and it is going to be a... You need a metal that can transfer inertia. The only person you could think that would possibly have any metal like this might be Strom. Noel, I found these glyphs. It almost looks like the same code that activated you. Will you go ahead and integrate it into your system then? Access to teleportation chamber reacquired. This is a failsafe code that your grandfather programmed into me. He would enter it when he would leave, and so entering it the first time locks off many areas of my database. And you appear again in that very familiar white room, and Saul shifts into the Defender. Your time as the Defender may be coming to a close. And he starts to fluctuate and change, and before you hovers a figure in dark armor, brandishing a flaming sword. The time of the Defender draws to a close, Jacob. You will become our executioner. So it is the morning of the fifth day. TJ and Tass are sitting at the Claus's table having breakfast, uh, and there is a flash of light, and Jake appears. Sup? Welcome. How's your week been? Pretty good. I bring it in for a hug. I haven't seen these guys oh, in like four days. Oh, oh hey, on, buddy. Oh, 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 too much. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> so strong. What have you guys learned? What's new? I found the other two circles. Cool. What was in them? Uh, well, one of them was clean. Just like completely, they took care of it. So I have absolutely no idea uh the other one we were able to figure out what kind of creature was there it was a uh a shapeshifter shape changer whatever you call them but yeah something that can look like other people because it had um a whole bunch of different uniforms laying around so that it could clearly get around more easily without being noticed i guess interesting did you get any of its like dna yeah we that's how we figured it out it had this like powder leavings of some kind but yeah. uh just in the uniforms and so i took that back to ipt and they analyzed it and figured it out did you remember to tell them to the the badge the law enforcement badge remember we were going to try and make a badge that could look like any law enforcement agency but we needed something that could shapeshift? Oh, I did not remember that. Good pool. That's a good one. I'll yeah. remember that for Read when that we down. have time. Yeah, I got to remember that for when we have a minute. That's a good call. It, that didn't even occur to me. Pete, that I remembered something from 40 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. TJ, you've just been working on the... What the hell have you been working on? I've been working on a lot of things. Okay, first off, I have been working on my interdimensional multi-tool. And then I've also been learning about uh, what it's going to take for us to get our asses to other dimensions. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's going to take some pretty big stuff. I'm thinking some giant magic of some sort. Uh, some big <laughs> magic. First off, I need something that's going to be able to link us, like some kind of person, uh, object, uh, thing of some sort from another dimension. Like a noun? 
like a, a, a yeah, person, kind? place, or thing that will somehow link us to dimensional travel. It doesn't have to be directly from like wherever it is we're going, but it has to have that spark of other dimensionality. Okay. And then um, I'm going to have to get someone to research the spell uh, to teleport to a different plane. And then whoever does this spell actually has to have another spell to jumpstart the whole process. But it's going to take like seven days for them to like just do this spell to get it going. So yeah, uh, that's what I've been doing. Cool. Yeah. What about you, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I did a few superhero missions nice. and saved some of the common folk. And then I got pulled into into God Plane again and Ooh. told that soon I will champion another god. I think in addition to or maybe instead of. It was a little bit nebulous, but I'm going to have a big sword. What? So I got so I got this and I just pulled my plastic sword out of my my interdimensional pocket. And I'm like, just so I can practice like in the background. Oh, dope. We got a spar and I like lift up the whatever the broomstick I got to practice spear work with. Hell yeah. Guys, Hell yeah. guys, I got something too. Uh, I got I got my old nunchucks. You guys wanted to chuck around? I love chuck around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll be too busy. I'm sorry. I just the thought of Tass fighting with a broomstick and Jake with a plastic sword and TJ swinging his nunchucks around in the background is literally what happens before we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate how true that is. <laughs> we are. We are we are either incidentally LARPing this game in real life or we are just LARPing our real lives in this game. I just see like a picture of Rev like arduously like working at editing and everything and just like at the computer. He's got sweat on his brow. He's just like so stressed out. And we're just like, ha ha, ka chuck, ka chuck. We've got his lightsabers in the background. <laughs> we don't do anything for this podcast. Oh, God. Okay, well. Very cool. Uh, we got a lot done in a few days, actually. Go us. Yeah. I'd say this is probably the most productive we've been in a while. Oh, um, I did think about something, and I just wanted to run it past you guys first, is we haven't decided what we're going to do with Reeves before we go. Hmm. Because my vote is still to free her, because that's what she asked for specifically. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're supposed to crush the gem, right? And yeah. She can either ride shotgun with somebody or not, and that's less good. Yeah. But that was all she wanted, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll pull the gem out of the pocket dimension and kind of give like a last confirm that I'm going to crush this gym look to the party. That's a thumbs up from me. I'm also going to give a thumbs up. Okay, I'll just smush it between my hands. Just crunch. Nothing comes out. Oh. Uh-oh. I assume because we can't see her in this dimension, or at least in this plane of existence. Yeah, okay. I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Yeah, I'm going to put on my goggles and use one of my batteries for the uh, the electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, you don't see anything. Uh, well, I don't see anything, guys. Um, Did Reeves decide to just go away i don't know maybe i thought we were fairly certain that she would be like held that she wouldn't fade away from that i mean i can't even fathom where she could have gone she was just kind of stuck in a pocket dimension that whole time like okay guess that's the end of reeves i, I just i don't know what to do about that i feel like that deserves some kind of um you know closer look but why <laughs> i have no idea what I, I i don't really know how to access that space or anything to like look for her. no yeah i can if, if we made like a probe i could just put it in there but like i don't think i i can't go into it it's just kind of a, a bag of holding for me yeah so i 
don't think I've really tried this yet, but I want to try to like access the part of my brain that I think Rachel might be. Like I know I don't feel complete yet, but I haven't, I don't think I've really tried to talk to her, see if I could since initially waking up. Yes, that's correct. So what are you trying to do to talk to her? Um, I think I'm just kind of trying to visualize her and that you know, what I had as that mental space of that crystal that was in the room, you know, and try to visualize her there as like an entity that I can see and, and address. And yeah, just see if I can even sense her or feel her at all. Roll weird. Oh, I don't have that. I know. Oh, no. Of course, Roll you don't 2D6. have anything. <laughs> uh, eight. You're uncertain if what you're seeing in your head when you close your eyes is just your memory of what she looks like or her because it flickers in and out. And what you hear is, hey, you know, as she flickers in and out. Yeah. All right. I think I think we just we got to go. I got to get the spear. I've got to complete this so that maybe I'll have a little better grasp of what to do. We'll have to come up with something clever to find out what happened to Reeves anyway, and it's not going to happen right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So you guys head back down to Noel's command center. And with the time of day that it is, actually, as you're walking down the hallway, you hear her come over the speakers. Geographical search complete. Noel, uh, you finished the search for the Chosen's weapon? Correct. Excellent. And uh, where does it happen to be in the Shorsky National Forest? I can narrow it down to a five square mile area. Nice. Some big improvement. Yeah. Uh, is there any other information you were able to get from that? Yes. I believe that it is there because of its absence in every other part of the forest. There is a strange field blocking my sensors from that five square mile area. Uh, is that field, do you have any indication whatsoever if that is some sort of like a magic effect or a technological effect? It seems to be magic in origin. I can see the flora, but there is no indication of fauna. Okay. Well, I mean, that... That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so the uh, coordinates come up on the screen. Yeah, I'll like put those in my notes on my phone, and we got it. I think, I think it's time, y'all. How are we getting to Russia? Well, we're going to ship you there. And then you're just gonna <laughs> travel us back and forth. He's oh. gonna he's gonna normal you from Garfield and friends. <laughs> We're gonna send you to Abu Dhabi first, and then. <laughs> um, I guess we could call Margaret real quick, see if she has a better way to get us there. Uh, I mean that seems better than flying commercial. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Margaret. So Noel just finished her um, analyzing the forest, and we've figured out a five-mile area that the spear could be. I just wanted to see if there was any possible way of getting there faster than coach on a shitty airplane. Oh, well, I imagine we've got a couple ways we could get you there. Uh, where are you wanting to go in this five-mile area? You want to go to the edge of it? North, south, east, west, dead center? Ooh, I'd say probably outside of it, maybe a, a mile, just to give us a little room to approach and see what's going on. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, why don't you be back here? Uh, give it 30 minutes, and I think we can help you out. You are amazing. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, we can do this. Cool. Nice. So we need to head right back? Yeah, well, she said give it a half hour, but we might as well go back and be ready. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you leave uh, the North Pole? I don't think so besides, oh, should we go ahead since she is done analyzing things, like have her shut yeah. down like in the fail safes and all that? Yeah, put that lockdown code in. Um. Yeah, okay. And I do so. TG, as you enter the code to essentially shut part of Noel down, 
uh, you see the same series of lights flash, but you do notice that it is in that reverse color pattern, and the doors around the room shut, and her screen dims a little bit, but she is now kind of in this safety mode. Okay, um, I'll be right back, guys, and I go upstairs, and I give a big old hug to Santa Claus and to Mrs. Claus. <laughs> they have been very nice hosts. Yes, they have. So it's about a half hour later, and you have come back to IPT, and Margaret has escorted the three of you up to the roof of the IPT. Well, uh, be careful, boys. I realize that whatever's going on is important. Um, I assume that you'll be out of contact while you're there. Uh, but just be careful. We just got you back. I'd hate to lose you again. And over her shoulder, you see a helicopter. It is a very old Chinook. And you can see that there are strange markings on the blades. And sure enough, it flies through downtown Indianapolis and it lands on top of the IPT. And a man comes out in his late 70s. Well, boys, I heard that you need a ride someplace. Margaret called in a favor. I thought I'd help out. Oh, we really appreciate it. And I'll go up and shake his hand. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Tass. Hey, Tass. I'm Teej. I'll shake his hand and give him a salute. Uh, nice to meet you, Teej. I'm Jake. I will also greet him. Oh, hey, Jake. Name's Everett. So I, uh, you got some place to go. Yes, sir. It's quite a jump, though. All right. Well, come on aboard. Okay. And as I said, you walk underneath the helicopter and you can see that it looks like it's Frankenstein together. It is made from many pieces of old helicopters. Uh, you can see that there are runes carved into the blades. Uh, and once you get inside, it's kind of a mess. You can tell that he lives there. There are very clearly old black and white photos. You can see that there is a bedroom. There is a little med bay. There is a library. It's almost kind of like uh, the the grandpa in Ben 10, except a mobile <laughs> home. He's living out of this helicopter. Nice. It's a cool setup you got here, man. Uh, thanks. How, how long of a flight is this? Oh, f- forever <laughs> i need like I, i'm just really wanting like the minute count. yeah yeah probably many of them okay <laughs> you start counting i'll let you know when we're there <laughs> okay <laughs> it's actually gonna be about 30 hours with stops uh but we won't be detected i mean you guys are wanting to go into kind of a no-fly zone is there anything you guys want to do during this trip stretch yeah <laughs> i've been on a flight to china you have to or else you're just gonna get blood clots and stuff <laughs> oh god just bed sores from flying <laughs> yeah like i would want to talk to him but i also feel like i wouldn't want to bother the pilot <laughs> you know what i mean that's he's got a door that he closes when he's flying out <laughs> i just assume he had like a whole like farm back there like there's chickens and stuff like those old-timey airplanes would have going across like you know cross country or something so that he has fresh eggs every morning yeah. <laughs> Someone's job is to milk the cow every morning. The trip, like he said, takes about 30 hours, um, and you stop to gas up. Uh, he stops at a couple military bases. Uh, he also stops sometimes just in big fields, and he fills up with cans that he rolls out from one of the other rooms. Uh, but the thing that you notice as you go is that nobody seems to take notice of you. That as you fly over areas, as you land, it's almost like you're invisible. No one seems to pay attention until he actually talks to them and interacts with them. After essentially day and a half passes, he gets you into Russia and he lands the helicopter in a fairly wide open clearing between some of the trees and he opens up the back and lets you out. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck. Kick some ass. Will do. <laughs> and he closes the back of the helicopter and it goes. As he goes away, I wave. Yay. So here you are in Shorsky National Park. What do you want to do? Uh, can I roll boss from beyond? You can. Ten. Your superiors ask you to do something simple, and I get to ask one question from Investigate a Mystery right now. I'll go with, where did it go? And what 
the defender wants is that for whatever good you do while you're here, he wants you to make sure that people know about it. Just that people find out that I did good things here? Yep. All right. So your question is, where did it go? So as you start to approach this five square miles, it doesn't seem to be any different than anything else that you've passed. But as you step over into the five mile square, there's a strange absence of birds of animal noises. You don't hear or see anything, but you do see a very strange, large track, and you only notice it because it's filled with water, but it looks like an enormous bird's foot. I will just kind of raise a finger to point to that (laughs) for the rest of the group. Yeah, and you can see that they head north, and there's a good 10, 15 feet between them. Oof, so these are like, what's our what's our size equivalent here? Like each one is as long as a car? Like, Can I lay down comfortably in the footprint? Is it you like can, that big? yes. Oh, Damn. good. I want to look at the water, see if there's any of it like, you know, moving like in Jurassic Park whenever, you know, something's stomping around. Uh, there is, but only because Jake is laying down in it. Oh. <laughs> He's just splashing, splashing around. around. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cold up here. I don't know if you want to Aquaman. do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Seems like we're in kind of the, the savage world here or something. This is a very large footprint. I'm going to take a picture of it. Okay. Me too. All right. I'm, I'm going to have to blog about this, so snap a photo. Oh, I'll get a picture of him next to it, like posing. Perfect. Uh, Well, I guess we follow the tracks, huh? I guess we do. I Good. I think we should be cautious as we go, though. Or not. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, let's just run screaming along this path. (laughs) I'll take point. Okay. Start following the tracks. Roll investigate a mystery. Oh, dang. Eight. All right. You get a hold one. Uh, I guess what is being concealed here? So the thing that you notice as you start to follow these tracks, and the three of you follow these tracks for a good 20 minutes, is they stop sometimes, and you can see that it seems to settle in. And as you're examining the footprints, you notice that while they are large and whatever it is must be very heavy, it doesn't seem to have any talons on it. It does not seem to have any kind of what you would think that an animal would use to attack with, but it is moving, it is large, it is heavy, but it doesn't seem aggressive. Uh, whenever it settles in, like, does it leave any other traces, like, uh, of... Um, I'm gonna have you investigate a mystery while you're trying to, because you're having a different idea than Jake had, uh, mm-hmm. so roll it. Okay. That would be a six... No, I'm sorry. A seven. All right, you get a hold one. What sort of creature is it? As you approach the next clearing, you're trying to figure out what in the world could make this? Like, what is this? These huge footprints. And you're looking to see what kind of area it covers, if it seems to be pecking at anything when it settles down. And you can't get a sense of anything because it's almost entirely flat whenever you find the footprints come to an end. And you start to follow them again. And suddenly you hear this piercing screech. And you look up from the tracks and you see this very old cottage and it rises up on giant chicken legs and starts to run away and you realize this is the house of baba yaga all right so what i know about baba yaga is all from pathfinder lore and she's about the most powerful thing in that universe so and as jake is kind of saying this to you guys it is that thing is just running away and it is there is just a loud almost like a siren blaring as it just runs away and you see again a lot of meat in motion it is these huge legs a shack on top of it and it's just 
running. It's pretty nimble for a, a shack with legs. <laughs> Do we follow it? I, I'm just dumbfounded that a house just stood up and ran. Uh, let's go. I mean, we can track it, clearly. It leaves big old footprints. I don't think we can catch it, right? Like, it seems like it's going way faster than we do, right? Correct. Right now it is. Yeah. I think we wait until it chills out again and we make a better approach, whether that's sneakier or calmer or something, but so we don't scare it off and it runs away again. We're not going to catch that thing on foot. Uh, Yeah, I agree with Jake. Let's just take our time with this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let it relax, I guess, and sneak up on the house. Yeah. I mean, God, do we have like cell service here or anything? You do not. Yeah. So no, no researching this thing. Yeah. And asking that question, you pull out your phones and your various devices. And just like Noel said, nothing seems to be getting through here. All right. Well, let's do some good old fashioned trial and error, as they call it. I believe. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, wait until this thing is kind of out of sight and then start just following the tracks again at normal speed. Um, I assume we can hear it beyond when we can see it, right? Um, Once it gets out of sight, it stops screaming. So I think that it goes silent once you are no longer in its proximity. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, what do we want to do? Do we just want to walk up on it again and be kind of less threatening, hands in the air? Or do we want to try and sneak up on it? In which case, do we want to try and circle it? It's a house. I like the non-threatening approach first, because that just seems more honest to me. I don't want to attack this chicken house or anybody living in it. You know, we just assuming that the spear is in there, that's all we want. So let's, yeah, let's try that. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if Baba Yaga is even aboard or is she elsewhere in this forest right at this moment and Chicken House just went to get her or something like this. Right. We'll find out. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Yep. All right. So yeah, just, I mean, put, put my hammer in the pocket dimension and like follow the tracks for a while until it seems like we might be getting close again, like where it went quiet and then just kind of keep hands up as we, as we keep moving. All right, uh, roll luck. I don't have a lot of that left, uh, but I have enough. That's a no. Well, it's a nine. So it's about three hours of walking before you think you see it in the distance settled back down. So how are you going to go about approaching? Um, I'll kind of like whisper to them, like, do I go first or do I not go first? Because I'm like the biggest and I don't know what threatens this thing or. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Maybe I should just try approaching it alone first. Yeah, maybe pretending like you're a lone wanderer or something. You got a stick or something you can use as like a traveling cane or something. I I, know. We're we're in a forest. Yeah. Again, I don't want to lie to this thing is the best way I can think about wording that. I just want to be clear that I'm not trying to like break into a house and do anything dishonest. So I think maybe I I just kind of walk up hands raised alone and maybe even try to talk to it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep eyes on you. And if things break bad, I'll try and extract you. Yeah, that works. Okay. Here I go and (laughs) make sure everything's like holstered and strapped down and, you know, have my hands just up and out and just slowly approach. So you guys see TAS approach and TJ, you remember trying to study this thing and how close you were when it started screaming and he gets about the same distance away and you hear that whale start to fill the forest and it gets up and it runs and TAS is just standing there with it screaming, running away from him. And I'm going to try to call after it. I mean, no harm. I, I... I mean, no harm. I'm here. I'm a friend. Baba Yaga. Hello. And as you stand there, Tass, watching, kind of calling out to it, you feel something brush against your leg. 
I'm going to look down and see. You look down and you see this very large snake. And it looks up at you and it opens his mouth. And inside of its mouth, you see Reeve's face. And it hisses and she screams and it vanishes in a puff of smoke. What the f***? I'm going to turn on a heel and sprint back to them. That went well. It did not go well. There was a huge snake and Reeve's face was in its mouth and it screamed and it disappeared. Could we see or hear the snake? There was nothing that you guys saw or heard. Are you hallucinating? I don't know. I mean, what did you do before that happened? Like, did you- I mean, I was just trying to be calm and like not threatening. And I yelled after it to like, just, you know, that I, I'm not a threat. And I, I said, uh, well, ugh, I, I said the witch's name. Maybe that did something bad what you you just called out baba yaga uh, and as you say that jake you feel a hand on your back um oh, no. what part of my back like the small of your back i want to look at the source you turn around and you see this bloated corpse and its hair is hanging down and you can see that parts of it are caved in and it's standing as if bones are broken but you can just barely make out the clothing and you are just hit by the sensation that this is what Reeves looked like when she died in space when you could not touch her hand. Oh, do we see this? You do not. Oh! <laughs> are you okay, pal? <laughs> and you blink and it's not there. What? The, um, de- dead Reeves, bloated dead. She was just right here. You didn't see that? Wait, you guys didn't see the snake, right? right? No. Okay, okay, okay. So that... That makes sense. That's it. That's the answer. Nobody say Baba Yaga. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Taz, as this word escapes your mouth, you feel like a gentle tug at your earlobe. Tash, you turn and it is Dr. White and his chest is caved in and you can see his beating heart. And as it beats, blood just comes gushing out of his mouth and his ears and his nose. Uh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. What is it? What do you see? White. It, yes, there's snow. No, it's snowy. Dr. White. Is he still there? Have you looked away? I don't think I The have. no. I think I'm just kind of staring to see if it does anything else. Uh, I'm going to ask him, like, where is it? Like, D- where is it? Directly in front of me. Wave your hand through it. And I'm going to, like, jump in front of him and just, like, wave my body around like I'm trying to hit something invisible. Uh, it's like Ghost Dad. You see TJ pass through Dr. White's body. Uh, and I'm going to look away. And when you look back, then it's gone. Oh, my God. I hate all of this. All right. So, taboo on the name. Don't say it. It's like Voldemort now. We, yes. We don't say the name. Okay. Well, I guess we got to do it the hard way then. Okay. Sneak up on it. Yep. All right. Does it have eyes? Not that you see. Yeah. So it just it just has a preternatural sense of when you get within X distance of it. I can't imagine how we're going to sneak up on it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I and I think that'll answer that if we are like certain we're doing this sneakily and get to that same distance and it runs away anyway, then there's something else it's got to give. And we just got to, we got to trial and error until we get this. I mean, we can't possibly think that this spear is anywhere else, right? I doubt it. We can just link arms and start walking this whole <laughs> area and hope we stumble upon Five it. Five square I miles, yeah. No, all right. I've just put it in a random stump like the Master Sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just burn bushes until we find the one that is a stairwell down. Is that the Deku tree? Oh, I'll be damned. <laughs> 
So how are you guys going to approach this time? I guess like get kind of to where we can see it again and then fan out, like try and go wide and that kind of, can we estimate the distance? Like said, so TJ had kind of an idea of like how far it is from the house. Yeah, absolutely. He can, he can tell that it's, you know, it's like 300 yards away. So do we want to kind of get, get on the edge of that and then two of us fan out until we're have it triangulated? Sure. I don't see why we could. And then start trying to creep in and see what happens. But no matter what direction it goes, kind of towards one of us. That ain't bad. I mean, it ain't good. Well, but... right. Alternatively, if we want to do the real dick move thing, I can just kneecap it. Oh my God, that sounds so much better. <laughs> wow. I, I hate that. I do. I hate the thought of that, but a lot's riding on this. God, could you imagine it in motion as you kneecap it? Yeah. Just a whole be... house just... <laughs> We're just, we are stepping firmly over the line at that point. Yeah. As soon as you shoot it in the legs, we are enemies. All right, let's try it. Let's try this triangle sneak. Okay. All right. Everybody roll, act under pressure. Six. Nine. Seven. All right. So you guys fan out and you start to sneak up on the house after making a triangle and it senses TJ and Tass and it runs towards Jake and he takes two points of damage as it Ooh. steps on him Ooh. and over him and away it is heavy because of the because of it's a house because they're enormous legs <laughs> yeah, that too thick thighs no lies <laughs> <laughs> please come back we're just uh, hmm. oh, it's gone now well not the first time I've been hit by a house in our misadventures uh, that's true <laughs> That's very true. I'm going to help Jake to his feet. Thank okay. you. I will tell you, since two of you had mixed successes, that the idea was sound. Oh, fair. That it noticing two of you seemed to route it towards the third. Okay. I think that you guys can grasp that much from what happened, that it just went straight at Jake. Okay. So we kind of did it, though. The only thing I can think of to do is straight out of Return of the Jedi, and it's put... Up vines across the trees and hope that we can herd it towards one of those vines and trip it up. You want to route it into a trap? Yeah. Oh. That ain't bad either. I like that a lot. Sure. Okay. What do we use? What do we got? Uh, are there any vines around? I, I'm just going to look around the forest for any vines or any thick viney looking. I can't imagine negative. this is the it rainforest is not of that Russia. Country, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Russia. All right. I so. mean, lots of, even Indiana has vines, but they're like, they're not, yeah, they're like grow up the trunk, mm -hmm. hard vine, like sure. not. And yeah. I think that this forest is mostly, pine is not the right type, but it is. Evergreen. Yeah, evergreen. Some and, kind of, yeah. sure. Conifer. <laughs> but that, those are trees that make cones, I think. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, it would probably take a while, but we could like do a pit trap instead. Doesn't have to be the size of the whole house. Just seems to be the size of a leg. <laughs> One of the little... <laughs> yep. Yeah, that or, you know, uh, let's, this is more danger on you, but if we route it towards you and you just get a good swing on a kneecap, just I a mean, thought. I mean, sure, I suppose. How high are the kneecaps? They are about 15 feet up. I don't know about that one. It's got awfully tall knees fair so shooting at it would probably be the better if we're going to go that route with one of us doing it mm -hmm. oh man but i just don't i just feel so fuzzy even trying to use my guns i mean i guess what we could do is somebody get up in one of the trees and we route it under one and you drop onto the house oh okay i like that plan and if one of you does it i can get there presumably with the other one that's good that's solid okay 
I, I want to real quick make sure my teleportation works in this crazy cube. It does. Excellent. Yeah. All right. I'll jump out of a tree onto a chicken house. I, that's the best sentence. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll never hear it again. All right. Um, explain to me your plan again. So we're going to circle around it like outside of its panic range and kind of occupy like the three points of a Y, like three equidistant spots and then get Tass up in a tree over there, and then me and TJ try and circle so that Tass is the third point of the triangle, Yep, and we drive it under his tree. All right. So, Tass, you climb up into the tree uh, after they have found the house again. Jake and TJ start to sneak around it, and it starts to run. Roll act under pressure. Come on, my plus nothing. I'm going to take so much damage. Okay, here we go. That's an eight. So you can land on this house, but the weather vane is going to go through your shoulder. Oh. Or you can bounce off the roof, but keep a hold of the back and try to pull yourself back on. Or you can get on and know that Jake won't be able to teleport to you for some reason. Ooh, boy. Those are all really good. Damn you. Um, This is what I do. Yeah. I I think I take the hit. I think... I think this weather vane's going through my shoulder. <laughs> All right, you take two points of damage, and you have a minus one ongoing when using that arm. Um, anything physical, anything using one of your weapons, you have a minus one. Okay. But you are on that roof for good. Someone put a pin in it. <laughs> Quite literally. And so you guys see Tass hit, and you hear Tass scream, and you might even see just a little bit of crimson spray, and it continues to run with him on it. Let's get after it. Yeah, I'll grab TJ and try to teleport to him. All right, roll angel wings. Ooh, double sixes, 15. All right, you guys appear on the roof, and this thing is just running. I'm holding on for dear life. After a couple of minutes, it stops screaming, and then it kind of shifts back and forth. And you can see that it's kicking a little bit and it nestles down. Then it is close to the ground again. Okay, put me off of this. <laughs> <laughs> we just rode out the two minutes with you. I was just like, hold hold on. It is safer. <laughs> it was safer, you know. That way you know he's not gonna fall off. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll pull him off of that. What condition are you in? I have two damage. Do I try to fix it now when it won't kill me if I screw up or not fix it yet? Don't yeah, let's just hold let's hold on. Let's I'll be alright. This sucks, but I'll be all right. TJ, just in case, can I take one of your serum just to have ready? And I'm quite hesitant about handing over one of my serums. Okay, I guess you can have one. Thank you. Okay. Do we just climb down to the front door and knock? Uh, Like, what does it look like? Is there like a porch? There is a porch, yep. Like, can we see that from the, from the, like the edge of the roof or? Uh, From the edge of the roof at the front, you can see a set of stairs. How tall is this little shack? Could we jump down easily and not break our legs? It's 10 feet. Yeah, I guess let's do this. Jake, you should go first. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I guess that's fair. I chose to play a tank. That's on me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'll jump down. Okay. Uh, So roll act under pressure to essentially try to jump underneath of what you're standing on. Gladly. Oh, good. Uh, four. <laughs> Tass and TJ, roll act under pressure. Uh, that's a three for me. And I got a seven. So Jake leaps off to try to land on the porch, and he lands wrong. His foot hits the stair, 
and you hear a little bit of a pop. Uh, Jake, you have a minus one ongoing for movement. And as soon as he hits the ground and he is no longer touching it, it begins to scream and it stands and it runs. Tass gets bucked off of the roof and falls onto the ground. TJ, you can stay on or you can let go and fall off. If you fall off, you won't take any harm from falling off as one option. If you stay on, you have a feeling that because you guys were so close, it's going to go for a very long time. Or you can stay on on and it won't sense that you're there but you're going to take a little bit of damage as you cling tightly to the roof as it moves at what seems to be a much faster speed than the last time i'm going to cling on and just take that damage all right so you take one point of damage armor defeating uh, and it is essentially like you are not wearing anything on your knees and just crawling over gravel. It is just the shingles of the roof are just grinding into your knees as you're essentially trying to oh, God. ride this chicken house bareback. <laughs> um, that leveled me up again. Oh my God. Good God. Yep. So I'm going to take plus one cool. Because you have no other options. Because I've learned, because I learned from my mistake and I got a little bit better at acting under pressure in retrospect. So Tess, you hit the ground and you sit up and you look over at Jake and he stands up and he dusts his pants off and he pulls out a pair of shades and puts them on. <laughs> and he goes, meant to do that. For some reason, a joint pops in his mouth and he's like, deal with it <laughs> this is dumb and i hate this and i'm gonna go over and like make sure he's okay and help him up if he needs it okay yeah i'm not gonna be able to walk so good for a while here i think can you get us back onto that roof is tj still on it uh i mean he ain't here yeah and in the distance you just see tj bouncing on the roof <laughs> as it runs away i can try uh sure Eight. Uh, so do you want to end up in the correct place separated or the wrong place together? Uh, the correct place separated. All right. So, Jake, you appear on the uh, you appear on top of the house next to TJ. Uh, you are able to grab onto the house and stay with him until it settles down uh, and you feel that familiar kick and it lays down. And Tass, you appear inside of the maintenance room, or at least where the maintenance room used to be at the Wavensea in Hawaii. Good. And uh, it is very similar to when Jake described it to you. This this place is entirely gone. Okay. Um, I know he probably won't get it anytime soon, but I'm going to get my phone out and just text Hawaii, LOL. Okay. So you guys are on the roof, and the house has stopped. Is there... Um, I want to look for a chimney. There is a chimney. It's very small, but there is one. Kind of like a little can chimney, like a pipe almost? Yeah, or... it looks like it would belong to an oven. Oh, okay. Is it actually smoking? No. Oh, damn. Never mind. I was going to say, let's stop up that chimney and see if we can't blow smoke into this house and get the Baba Yaga out, but... I like where your head's at. Thank you. Uh, I need to go find Tass. Okay. I will chill out on chicken house. Just, uh, just lay flat. Make yourself unobtrusive. Okay, I will. Blink. <laughs> and you are next to... Tass in Hawaii, and he is just looking around at some of the uh, the newly growing greenery. Sorry. It, it's cool. Should we just stay here forever? I'm not necessarily opposed. <laughs> you sound ambitious. <laughs> and as you're standing next to him, Jake, actually, your phone buzzes, and it is a text from Tass that says, Hawaii, LOL. Oh, um, while I've got my phone out, actually, I want to Google Baba Yaga. God, that's such a good call. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Um, and actually, while you do that, uh, roll sharp. 
Nine. All right. So, TJ, are you doing anything while you're waiting for their return? I'm keeping my senses open, seeing if I can hear anything like a person skittering around inside of a house or if um, this house does any more movement besides pick up, go, and then lay down again. So as you're laying on the roof waiting for them to come back, um, it's only a few seconds after Jake has left, you hear the front door creak open. Okay, uh, I go to, I assume, where the front porch is, and I jump down. All right, roll Act Under Pressure to land on the porch. 13, baby. Yeah, you land on that porch, you spin around, and the door is open, and it is very dark inside the door. It's very dark, you say? Correct. I want to put on my night vision goggles. So you put on your night vision goggles, and you step into the house. You're hit instantly by the heat. It's very, very warm inside. There's an old stove in the middle of this room, and it seems like there's furniture around, but something seems to be draped over all of it. Well, I, I just assume Baba Yaga is like my grandma and just puts plastic every over everything. Yeah, right? that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to take a closer look at this draping material, I guess. Uh, yeah, so there is some even by your feet. You reach down to kind of see what it is, and it has a very strange texture. You pick it up, and it's very almost spongy, like flesh. You just going to go ahead and put that back. You hear this coming from somewhere in the room. Um, I want to take a look around for the source of the sound. You can see that in the middle of the room, there is a little pile of this stuff that's shifting. And again, it's everywhere. It's just stuff draped over everything, but it has this heavy, weird texture to it. But you can see that in the middle of the room next to the stove, it's shifting a little bit. I'll get closer to the pile. Oh, come closer. (laughs) Now that it's actually talking and making sounds, I'm not going to get closer. I'm actually going to back away from the pile, and I'm going to get my blaster ready. Rule read a bad situation. Uh, that would be a seven. All right, you get a hold one. Are there any threats that I do not see? There are no threats that you do not see. Because as you start to move around the room and raise your blaster, all of this loose, drapey hang starts to shift around the room and kind of pulse and slide and slither. Oh, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go out the front door, but if you'd like to show yourself so I can see you, I might not do that. I'll come by the fire where it's warm. I'll say hello. Uh, actually, it's pretty plenty warm in here. Show yourself, please. Please show yourself. (laughs) Please. You feel something start to wrap around your leg. Um, I want to shake it loose. Get off. Get up. Yeah, all right. Roll act under pressure. All right. Uh, that would be a 10. Yeah, you were able to shake your leg and kind of step away. And as you look down, you can see that there are these very thick, plump fingers that were trying to snatch at your pant leg. Ew. Um. <laughs> oh. gross uh look look whoever you are just show yourself maybe we can talk about this uh i've got some questions i'm just looking for something oh i hate questions Ah. 
and you see the mass in the middle of the room start to get higher and it starts to move in your direction. Good Lord. Um, uh, I don't want to blast this thing. I feel like this is the thing we're here to see. So uh, I just want to try and avoid that as much as possible. Roll act under pressure to try to essentially avoid this thing filling up the room while staying in the room. Oh, God, I got a five. (laughs) You see the mass approach you as you kind of get caught up in a corner and a layer starts to fold back and underneath it you see this very ancient face and the skin is gray and dry. Oh, stranger in my house. People who come uninvited to my house... Oh, they never leave. And she smiles at you, and you see that her mouth is filled with these large, jagged metal teeth. And a long arm reaches out and wraps around you and squeezes you tightly, holding you in place. I hope that you taste as good as you look. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try a sleep sound. No thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. (laughs) Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho? Stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh. Your heart is racing. How can you tell? You're lying on top of me. What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher. You know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm.